everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. episode of Backstory Sessions, uh, where we try to uncover the stories behind the stories. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, everyone. How are you? Well, Matt, uh, today is pretty exciting for me because, um, you know, it's not often that um, there's a, a connection to the guest with uh, a backstory and, and kind of... Um, I have kind of a connection with this one. Okay. <laughs> I will so that you know, that's so like if we were interviewing someone from your hometown of Poughkeepsie, that be you'd be pretty excited, right? Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they would be, but hey, you know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know. Um I, I feel like that um this is a good place to introduce our guest in you know, you're going to find out a little bit more about, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't want to exactly call it my hometown because, you know, it's located right on the Tennessee-Kentucky border, but it is my birthplace, so um, you will find out a little bit more about it. So, All right. All right. I want to welcome today our guest. Um, actor Bill Allen. Bill, welcome to Backstory Sessions. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate you having me on today. Well, we're really excited to have you. And um, so, Jellicoe, Tennessee, that's kind of our common um, denominator here, at least one of them. (laughs) So, did you, uh, were you, is that your birthplace too? Well, actually, I was uh, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and when I was five, we relocated to Jellicoe, Tennessee. That's where my parents are from. Okay, so um, so that's how you kind of got there. So we're a little different in that I was born there than my parents. Like, so we lived on the Kentucky side, um, and then you were from Atlanta and moved there, and then so you stayed in Jellicoe from the age of five until. Did you graduate from Jellicoe High School? Yes. Yeah, I uh, went to Jellicoe High School and uh, graduated, and then I went off to uh, Cumberland College, which is now the University of, you know, of the Cumberlands uh, in Williamsburg, Kentucky. And so I know there's going to be, like, so much in between. So let's start with Jellicoe. Um, it must have been – a pretty strange um, for a five-year-old, I guess, um, moving from Atlanta to Jellicoe because it's a, you know, it's a pretty small town uh, compared to Atlanta. So, what was that like? What do you remember about Jellicoe and your first impressions? I remember being bored a lot. <laughs> right. Sure. But all of our family had kind of migrated back to, to that area. Uh, we had our grandparents there. We, you know, went to school there. So kind of like, you know, small town Mayberry, you know, um, we uh, we just kind of had a, you didn't really know until you got older that the world was that large because you were in such a small town. Right. But it, it gave me the, uh, the fundamentals and uh, the work ethic that I have to this day. So uh, I would say there is, there is that. <laughs> Well, and and I do think, like, um, there's a lot of community uh, pride and activities, you know. I mean, like, I remember the 4th of July, uh, Joanne Watts every year putting together, you know, the downtown would just transform into a big, you know, it was a big celebration for for Jellicoe. So, um, a lot of I think close knit community connections, good or yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, my, um, um, during that time, I don't know if you remember my father, uh, Charles Allen. 
Yes. Him and Joanne, they they were instrumental in the parades downtown, the you know, the fourth of July events. They just were really big advocates of the community. And um um, yeah, that was, of course, you know, being in that, we were kind of kind of prodded to help along. <laughs> you know, we, we were involved in a lot of those things as well because of uh, the affiliation he had. Well, and then there's the First Baptist Church. So, um, you know, <laughs> I remember you as well from there, which, again, wasn't my original church but um a church i ended up going to at some point and um a lot of talented people there yeah that 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 place we uh, started out you know sunday school uh, ended up you know youth minister church uh, my brother stephen uh, he was instrumental in being a youth minister but we you know, we performed many plays. We did haunted houses to raise money for church camps, people that couldn't afford to go to those church camps. And uh, um, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good time. That was a, a good, good church to be a part of. Well, and I, I kind of think because, you know, a lot of the guests that we um, interview, they, they grow up in Los Angeles area or they grow up in cities that have a lot of, um, magnet schools or arts opportunities so um jellico is not like that right um you know there's not like a theater even um or or did the high school have one i'm well it's funny you should bring that up we um we actually had to me and a, a few friends of mine we actually kind of helped create those venues uh, as we were younger, um, you know, of course we did church and we did the events with, you know, Joanne and dad, as we spoke of earlier. Um, but we also got theater into our high school and um, there was a, a, a program and you probably will remember this, the uh, mountain women's exchange. Yes. Yes. I yes. Do. yes. We, um, we worked with them and was able to have uh, local talent shows perform plays so it kind of was a quasi community theater i guess in a generic sense and what was that lady's name that um jean okay <laughs> yes i, I remember jean. yes well um and and so those opportunities uh, i think are, are really unique and special because they were kind of a grassroots you know, the community, uh, community theater in the true sense of, you know, the actual community making, creating them. Yeah, it was, it was much needed. And I'm to this day, very thankful for that group of people that, uh, allowed us to collaborate at such a young age to, um, kind of redirect the talent that was in Jellicoe at that time to give them an outlet because there was really, like you said, not a lot going on. No theaters. No, I mean, we were we were a, a few toasters shy of being Gilligan's Island. I mean, you know, I, I guess it's hard for people to to imagine just like really what the opportunities were like. I mean, there's um, there's what a couple of of restaurants maybe. Um, like on the outskirts by the interstate. I mean, they're really. I guess at one time, Jellicoe was a very thriving place when the railroad was coming through there. And, um, you know, they, they have Grace Moore. So uh, we, we should, I think, talk a little bit about her as well. Uh, famous opera singer, too, come from Jellicoe. And um, she performed on the First Baptist Church stage. Yep. So... Um, her, her home also was there for a time until they later decided to tear that down. But um, do you remember where that was located? I do. Right in front of the the Mount Women's Exchange building. <laughs> yes, I, so in a way, that's that's kind of a cool um, connection. I think. Yeah. You know, kind of like a rebirth of, um, you know, something she. She probably would have fought very hard against having it torn down, but um, I think she would be glad that something positive 
um, was put in its place. So what was it? Were you aware of her and what she accomplished? Um, um, well, not at, a, not at an early age. Um, more toward my college career, um, I learned more about her. It's really fascinating to know that she, you know, that she spent so much time in Jellicoe and growing up and how it influenced her. So she's probably the, would you say the most famous person? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, I would venture that. Yes. So, uh, an opera, you know, of all, all the things, like you might imagine maybe a country music singer or something like that would come from Jellicoe, but, um, you know, opera is, is just something I think is pretty amazing that she was able to achieve all that she did um, with, um, with just coming from, from Jellicoe and the experiences. But again, I, I think that she took a lot of those things you were talking about and, and it just um, developed a lot of her work ethic. She spoke fondly uh, about Jellicoe and, and what it was like to grow up there. Um, so you, you make it through Jellicoe High School and you go off to college. So do you know at that point that you're going to pursue theater? Yes, or... I, I've always known <laughs> since, <laughs> since the early age. Um, my uh, my family and my friends, my siblings, um, actually strangers that I had met within 15 or 20 minutes knew that that was my calling. So, yeah, I and knew. How, from... how did you know that? I mean, are you just well, funny? Um, you like an audience? You know, what is it that made you know that's what you wanted to do? Well, you know, again, growing up, we, we I've always been in some type of performing arts, you know, I, I, even during like, you know, over the holidays when the family comes in, we would write little plays um, and, and, you know, uh, when, and we would just, we'd produce them and act them out and make our family sit in the living room while we would do scene changes. And you know, <laughs> from, early, from early on, you know, we would write short stories. We would, uh, any, any chance to perform, um, I guess, you know, the old ham, is, is still in me because <laughs> I, I do love, I love, I love an audience. It's true. And so are you the only one in your family that um, is that way? Or did you come from a family of, you know, performers and actors? Well, at one time I would not know how to answer this question. However, at this, this current time, I have a, a twin brother and a younger brother and something that we all do as a you know collective family we uh, we we dress up as superheroes and we do visitations with children's hospitals shriners um any kind of event that that helps children read or uh that uplifts the community we actually do that so i would have to say there's a bit of performance in in my family throughout you know siblings my parents were both you know fun people <laughs> Sure. Well, how did this idea um, to dress up in the costumes and, um, you know, go work with children, whose idea was that? How did that come to be? Well, um, it was actually my younger brother, and you may remember his name, Steve Allen. I do. Even he actually still lives in Jellicoe. He, um, he got together with this, uh, his now wife and formed this group that uh, we, we got together with and they started uh, opening up doors to different uh, possibilities and um, it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, but I guess the origin would be, um, we would dress up, we would go to the Boo at the Zoo in Knoxville. Yes. You're familiar okay. with that if the listeners are not. Yeah. They, um, it's, it's a Halloween event where everybody dresses up and you go trick or treat at the zoo. Um, but the, um, the idea was we would go and we would take our nephews and the parents would never dress up. We would see very few people other than the kids. So my brother, Steve, he decided, he said, you know what, 
let's dress up one year. So we we dressed up and it was a hit. The the, the parents loved it. The kids loved it. We we were mistaken for um, uh, entertainers at the zoo and everyone had their pictures made with us. They thought we worked there. So it was a, you know, again, loving the camera. It was a, it was a, it was nice, but it really did make you feel good because the kids were involved, not just your own or your, your, your family, but your, you know, strangers would come up and just give you a hug and, you know, they would love your costume and what you did and how good it made them feel. And, you know, that trinkles to their parents and it causes a kind of a ripple effect and how, people's moods would change for the better. Yeah, it's kind of like a Pat Adams kind of feel, I guess, to it. You know, Robin Williams and how he played the character that dressed up the doctor. And um, So what what costumes do you remember what you wore that first year? Uh, Well, the first year, um, I I wasn't big into comic books. My my brother, both my brothers, David and Stephen, were both avid comic readers i'd never read a comic so uh steven decided we should go as x-men yeah and i had i I knew i said who should i be i'm three foot tall you know i'm the size of a muppet what (laughs) x-men character can i play and uh he said well he said there's a character called wolverine and he's actually five three in the comics and you know hugh jackman's what six three um, so they, they, they made him bigger for the movie. So Steven said, okay, you know, grow your chops out, dye your hair black. We'll get you a costume. We'll go from there. And to this day, I still dress as Wolverine because of the notoriety. Well, that's a really cool backstory, even of how you, um, you know, became that character for the for the first time and uh, if you have any pictures of, of these um... oh absolutely it's uh flooded and it was so funny because i i am you know also a personal trainer and i decided to do the the hugh jackman's workout that he prepared for for the role of wolverine and i i <laughs> I um I I've been I've been Wolverine as long as Hugh Jackman has. Wow! It's it's just it's a it's a, an incredible honor because he brings such, you know, in my eyes, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Right. I always joke that I'm the comic version, but uh, nonetheless, that's that's my character. That's that's what I go as. I, I think that um, Rick Cosnett, I think, is his cousin I, that we interviewed as well. So that's, that's a really interesting um, connection there. So you mentioned personal trainer. Um, you go to college and you're majoring in theater. Um, yeah, theater and psychology. And psycho- it's okay. Where does the psychology part come in? Like what made you choose that? Well, I'm not a big partier per se. You know, I, I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I'm not one of those people. So to convey the roles that I would be playing, I thought, what a better combination of a degree than psychology so I could learn how the human mind works and how I could better represent, you know, uh, represent characters that I play, uh, kind of like, like method acting, you know. Okay without doing all the awful, horrible stuff <laughs> that you would have to do to be a method actor. Yeah, because, you know, I actually did have a question about that. I was going to ask you, um, you know, if the psychology helps you more as an actor or acting helps you more in psychology. Well, you know, I that's a fair question on both sides because I wouldn't trade either one of them because as far as in life – they are invaluable at every walk of life, not just in theater or, but, you know, decision-making, uh, you know, as a manager, when you're hiring staff, it's just, there's so much that, that, the and you can, you help people constantly and you don't even know where you're doing it. It just kind of leaks out. So, um, how do you think that, um, okay. So you have theater and you have psychology 
and you're at college, you graduate from college, and then is that when you open your business in Williamsburg, or? No, no, I, um, right out of college, I used my psychology degree and did some counseling, and um, the the uh, fitness center came, oh gosh, about almost 15 years later. I actually wow. worked, I worked, um, if you remember uh, Mike, Mike Widener, the used to own Family Fitness? Yes. And I actually started working for him, and I worked for him for 10 years before uh, buying the, purchasing the gym from him. So was it just a love of working out that made you, like, what made you decide that you wanted to be the owner well, it was a combination of a lot of things. Just my aspirations, I guess, got the better of me. Uh, but Mike had a big influence on me when I uh, uh, he gave me a chance. Um, and I actually met him. I used to be a wedding planner, if you can believe that. Um, awesome. <laughs> I met him at an event. And I guess with my personality, he wanted me to work for him at the gym. He had me come over interviewed me over pizza at his house and two days later he's hired me to work the front desk at the gym and I kind of you know I just respected um, who he had become and who he was and wanted to be like him so I you know uh, I went from a front desk worker to a manager to a general manager to uh, do you remember the contours express I do him and his partner actually started those and I was a regional manager for them, personal trainer to owner. And it just kind of kind of went from there. And so what is it like owning a business? It was scary. <laughs> it right. Was, it was scary. I, I, I realized about, oh, I don't know, maybe four or five months into this venture, I had made a horrible, horrible mistake. I... I'm a good manager. I'm a good director. I'm a great personal trainer. I am not a good business owner. It takes a different level that I think is clouded by the rose-colored goggles. Right. That one might have. And it, it, yeah, I, it was not, <laughs> it's not for me. Well, you know, we, we, um, in our, in this season, um, that's one of the things we're going to be covering is about starting a business and, uh, you know, I, I think that's really um, good information for people as they're thinking about, you know, you may enjoy something, but owning it is is a whole different skill set. And uh, it may not be your skill set. Just because you enjoy something doesn't mean that you're going to enjoy the responsibility of ownership. Yeah. Um, so how long then you say you, you realize it's kind of a mistake, but how long do you stay with it? Well, um, a lot had transpired during that time. Um, but we were able to, uh, we kept the doors open and that literally mean kept the doors open for about three years. And then, um, it, it just, it, it, I guess it had, kind of taken its toll or it had uh, it had just kind of finished its time right so uh well, it had, yeah three it was, years that's a was, long you know that's pretty long um were you happy in those three years i mean did you just decide okay i'm gonna make the best of it even though or was it stressful um well i'm a i'm all i'm a uh, you know i'm a i'm an optimist so my glass is always half full um but it, it was hard. It was it was challenging. And, um, you know, what Kelly Clarkson said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is absolutely true. Um, I wouldn't trade a day of it. It was it was challenging. And it's, you know, you know, we all have several, several stages in life that we develop and kind of go through. And uh, it's 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 definitely uh, made me a stronger person for the stage of life I'm in now. So I'm very thankful for the opportunities that I had. So when it found its time and the door closed there, um, what was next for you? I actually moved to uh, Cincinnati and 
became a personal trainer at one of the largest YMCA's in the world. So it's sort of a continuation still of uh, what you were doing, except not on the ownership level. True. And, and, and it, it brought me back to, um, you know, fitness has always been a passion of mine in helping others. And um, this was a way to kind of, I guess, come out from under the, the, the darkness of, of, of a business closing and, and going back to the roots and what you really love and getting, you know, being excited about that again. Right. So um, with theater, because uh, I know there's a lot of active theaters there, um, was that something that you joined again or performance? Were you at all doing anything in the arts at that time? Well, uh, as soon as I moved to Cincinnati uh, with the Y, it's the, called the Countryside YMCA. Uh, my first job there, I was hired on as the theater director. And I, you know, the personal training was kind of on the side at that point. And yeah, I mean, you know, I worked myself into, uh, it was as many plays as possible, but uh, I took more of a director role uh, during that stint. And what, what's it like as a director? Do you find that you enjoy that? Because again, that's very different than the acting role. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, any, any facet of the theater I enjoy. I, uh, I've done some directing, light directing before, but um, I, I really enjoy it because I've got a, I've got that, that artistic vision, you know, and, and I, I see what I think would look good and how it, you know, how the audience, it's, it's from, uh, 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 you know, being a good storyteller. And um, one of my professors in college, her name is Delana Reed. I'll never forget. She is just an amazing storyteller. She taught me so much about that craft and how to do it and how to make it believable. And every time I tell a story to this day, I use the principles that, that she taught me. So, yeah, I, anything with the theater, directing, writing, acting, um, you know, these TV shows that I'm working on now, um, just things with lighting and sound and, you know, there's so much into telling a story. Each each part of it is very, uh, you know, it's it's pivotal. It's it's important to the the plot of the of the story. And most people, I don't think, I say most people, but I don't think a lot of people get how much work goes into those, you know, those, those moments. No, I, I don't even, I think that some of them are done so well that, that people don't even realize everything that's going on. They just tend to focus on the plot and, you know, the actor, but they don't realize like the lighting and the, um, you know, all the special effects and things that, that may be going on. Um, I, I think they don't, separate those elements it's just um it's a lot of work because there's so many different jobs to make a, a tv show a movie a play anything like that come together so um you stay there as a personal trainer and directing theater um how long do you do that um until you know it is is acting pulling you like, are you in directing and seeing this? Are you thinking like, you know, I really want to get back out there and be on that side of the stage or the camera. Exactly. That's um, so I was in Cincinnati. Well, it's called Lebanon, Ohio, but when I say Lebanon, people don't know. So I say Cincinnati and they get it. Right. I was up there for about eight years and I was, you know, finding myself coming home I say home, you know, Jellicoe, Knoxville area, uh, from Cincinnati during the weekends just to do these events. We had set up with the, you know, the kids events and the hospitals and that type of thing. And um, about eight years in, I had realized that, you know, I wanted to be back closer to my family and getting back in front of the camera. And uh, that's when I moved back to Knoxville. Okay. So uh, you come to Knoxville and, What's the first thing you do there? Well, okay, so <laughs> I uh, got back into personal training temporarily. Uh, there's not a 
big market, or at least at that time there wasn't. Uh, it was hard to make a living doing that. So I um, was watching TV one night and saw a college friend on an episode of Snapped. And I'm like, oh, wow. And, you know, I got a hold of him and he kind of told me what he had done. And uh, I had spent time, you know, building my, my resume to, um, you know, try to get the attention of an agency. And was that Marvin West by chance? Yes, it, yes, it was. <laughs> All right. That's, you know, another shout out to another shout out. Yes, yes. He's a talented actor from uh, the region. Yeah, I got to, uh, I did two or three plays with him uh, his senior year, my freshman, um, I guess it was my freshman year in college. Yeah, a very, very talented actor. And I, uh, I uh, enjoyed working with him. So um, he gave you some advice and you started working on, you know, your resume and uh, roles and putting together a portfolio, I guess. So so then what do you do? Do you go to an agency? Do you go to an audition? What's the next thing that happens? I went to two or three auditions and I still I still hasn't I wasn't. I put this, I really wasn't sold on the idea of an agent at that point. Um, but and I didn't realize how much I needed one right. until after I had got one, uh, because it's so hard, especially, you know, when you're working a full time job and you're trying to get work as an actor, uh, you know, you do plays uh, and you do you know community theater, but you're going to be in practice rehearsal after work for three hours and you're going to get home after 11 o'clock at night. And then you get up and start your day. So it's it's a very uh, agents do a lot for you <laughs> that you don't realize until you have one. Right. I have a I have a quick question. Um, yeah. So when you started doing the, uh, uh, you know, looking for an agent and uh, doing these um, auditions and stuff, were you in the Knoxville area still or? Uh, yes, that's when I. Uh, yes. OK. Is there like a huge, uh, you know, um, like I can't imagine, well, maybe I'm wrong, but is there like a huge movie or commercial kind of market in, uh, Knoxville? Yes. Believe it or not. I, I was, I was shocked from moving from Cincinnati to the area. Cause I know, um, you know, uh, Cincinnati and, or Ohio and Georgia have a, a tax credit, you know, for the movie industry, for Hollywood films. Right, yeah. And they're actually working on a studio in the Knoxville area. And there are so many talent agents in the area, uh, like the TV shows, a lot of the ID Discover shows, Own Network. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're, a lot of them are filmed in the Knoxville area. And because of the tax credits, these independent films are coming to Knoxville. And we just worked on one called um anything is possible with um is it white ary i can't think of his first name that's awful uh he's he's the guy in the god is not dead movies mm-hmm. he's the preacher he just filmed a uh, a movie called anything's possible for the um pure flicks oh. and we got to be a part of that interesting yeah I, yeah I so did, a lot of i just didn't realize there was a lot that you know that much going on in Knoxville, I guess. You there know. really is. Yeah, there really is. Oh, cool. I'm sorry. I just wanted to clarify. No, that. no. Yeah. I was hey, that's that's a still really good question because uh, you know a lot of the listeners out there will be, I think, overjoyed to hear that. Yeah, it's it's a the good opportunity for the uh, the acting community at large as well as small business opportunities. Um, you know, in production companies that uh, that people that work local, um, they get more to you know put on their uh, their resumes and you know their portfolios, and uh, it's a good economy booster. Okay, so uh, what's the first big break you get um, with auditioning or with your agent? What's your first show that you get? Well, okay, so Snapped was my very first one. And, um, it was, it wasn't like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a weird actor. I'm not one of these actors like, oh, I have to have, 
you know, if, if I don't have a lead role, I'm not taking it. Or, you know, I've done roles, every anything from a janitor to a lead role on, you know, the, that, the TV show, The Heist, that was just out. Um, you know, I've done medium parts. I've played uh, detectives. I've played people that finds the body, you know, CSI. It's... <laughs> It's it's a role is a role as an actor. I I get excited when I open my email and see a uh, an email from from Adam, uh, my agent, saying, "Hey, would you be available for this role?" And then he submits you, and you get another email saying that you've been cast. And it is I feel like a little kid, you know. It just it's 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 a passion, and and I know that as long as I feel that. I will always do that. I'll always be part of who I am. Yeah, I imagine it's kind of like a Christmas uh, surprise, you know, every, whenever you see that, it's like a new present to open and enjoy. Um, so you went to Snap, so you were, you were on that. And did you, did you know then that like, that's what you want to do. You want to do more of, you want to be uh, on screen. You want to be in TV shows, movies. Um, yeah. The, uh, the, I guess my, I want to say big break, but uh, back when I was working for Mike at the fitness center, I, um, I came in one day and had got a, uh, a call about a movie being filmed in Lexington at Kingland. And I don't know if you remember Seabiscuit. I do. I actually am a body double and a stand-in in that movie. And that was my first kind of big exposure to uh, the Hollywood life, you know, on film and on set. Um, and then a few years later, The Dreamer with, you know, Kurt Russell, Elizabeth Shue, Dakota Fanning. Um, they did a lot of filming in the Lexington area as well, and I got to be a, an extra on that one. So that's kind of, I guess, when it started with me as far as filming goes. Okay. And how is that different than being on stage in theater? Well, it's a different rush because, you know, when you're on stage, there are no redos. You have to, you have to know your lines. You have to know the story. And, you know, if, if an actor stumbles on their lines or if you stumble, you rely on that your actor to pick you up and carry you to the next, you know, next scene or the next part of your dialogue. Uh, TV's not like that. Movies are not like that. They can yell cut and you reset and, you know, you you just redo it until they get what they want. However, um, on stage, a play will run you, you know, two hours I did yesterday filming in the hot, hot sun was a scene that was supposed to be during the winter time, and we were out sweating and wearing winter clothes. And <laughs> you you film over and over, and they film everything from three angles. And you're you may be on film on the screen for ten seconds, and you've been out there for seven hours filming. So there's a big difference. <laughs> yes. I I cannot imagine yesterday. Yeah. It was really hot. It was, it was, it, it's one of those things that it's a good story to tell once you've made it and survived through it. <laughs> well, thank goodness you did, or we wouldn't have you on the podcast, right? Um, well, I appreciate, yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> like I said, it's, it's a labor of love. And it's, I, um, I took my fiance and um, my twin brother to one of the sets when like during one of the movies we were filming, they asked me to bring some extra people and it's a lot of hurry up and wait. And my bro, I thought they were going to kill me because it, it got to where it was close to the two in the morning and we're still filming. And they're like, I could not live in the world that you live in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, was, it, it does take a special a special type of person, I guess. Well, and to like everything, you know, in a play is start to finish. Uh, whereas in movies, the scenes are not necessarily filmed in uh, the order that they're going to be put together. Right. Not even a little bit. <laughs> right. So, 
So somebody has to have, you know, that big vision of how to take all these pieces that are out of place and you've got multiple angles and um, shots of and, and put them all into, you know, what we end up seeing. But I, I find it fascinating. Um, I don't know that I have that patience to to do it that way, um, but, I, but I find it fascinating for people that do. Yeah, it's a it's a it's very unique to watch these people um, work from the the pre-production to the post-production and everything in between is just it's like a a well-oiled machine of chaos. <laughs> I like that quote. I think I'm going to write that down. Thank you. Um, I just made it up. <laughs> I love that. I, I do. So um, when so what you've we're working on yesterday when will we see that usually uh from from when they get the script to the filming to the editing it usually takes about three months to get it on the air okay and matt did you have some questions um yeah so uh uh what would you say was your well, what would you say was your most prominent role? You said you were on the heist. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that was um, uh, that just aired uh, last. Which one was that? Last week, um, I played Emil Denzo. He um, was a uh, burglar. Uh, you know, he didn't kill anybody, but he was up in Ohio, and they did all these small jobs, and he got a a tip from a, a, a large mob boss. Um, and he, um, it was actually Jimmy Hoffa is the guy that the tip came from oh, about, okay. <laughs> about Nixon's slush fund that they had kept in California. And, um, it was this big, you know, he owed, um, Nixon owed Hoffa close to $3 million and he wasn't going to get it back. So, you know, Hoffa decided to give, this information on to get his money back and um and i got to got to play the lead role in that and it was a uh, we did you know bank bank heists and uh just the filming behind it and learning the history of it was just amazing yeah it sounds like uh it, it is based on a true story and it sounds pretty pretty interesting to uh reenact some of the things that actually happened now now there's another one and i don't know if you guys are going to be too um too young for this but do you remember uh a guy by the name of castro uh, his first name is ariel back in the 80s he kidnapped uh two or three girls for like 11 years uh, vaguely uh, he um i got to play him about two months ago and it was a hard uh as far as acting goes it was a hard because he's a you know, he's a, you know, a derelict or delinquent. You know, he he goes out and preys on these these young girls. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was a very emotional, emotional story. And I almost turned the role down. And uh, my fiance, Jennifer, she said, you know, she goes, I think that you would regret this because by you doing this, it's going to be able to help someone by, you know, you doing your part and telling the story and what really happened if they need closure. Yeah. And that made sense. You know, it made sense to me. And, you know, as an actor, you do, you'll face things like that. And you have to either be all in or you're out. Because I'm no, you know, I'm no Tom Hanks or Brad Pitt. So I don't get to pick which roles I take. <laughs> uh, every role, you got to dig deep. And, you know, you don't know when your next role is going to be the one that gets you noticed. I'm curious. Um, I don't know. If, uh, I don't know. So I'm just going to ask you, like, can it, uh, how old you are? I mean, oh no, no, I'm a, I'm dinosaur. I'm 51. <laughs> dinosaur. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, do you find that you're be you you're sort of like put into a specific role? Um, like, you know, obviously age wise, they want like a older guy who's going to play like a father or something like that. Do you find that? Well. You would you would think so, but um, I was blessed with really good genetics, and 
when we were filming the movie anything is impossible or anything is possible they actually had me on the basketball court now i don't basketball i don't ball at all i'm like <laughs> you know go sports ball that's me you know uh, so they they had me out there with these 25 30 year olds running nba basketball drills and i'm i've been over and this lady comes over and she's got this spray bottle to to make them look like they're sweating i'm like i'm not gonna need that i'm gonna need an ambulance you know (laughs) um but i i i I can do i'm at the age where i can go young i can go about 15 to 20 years younger than what i actually am and i can also go about 10 years older so it's a good it's a good time for me age-wise Are you, um, and are, I'm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. There was a delay. Oh, uh, I was just curious. Are you still in the uh, Knoxville area, Jellico area? Yeah. Okay. I sure am. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Cat. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, are you still doing the uh, things with your brothers for? You know, do you all still dress up for the boo at the zoo and uh, go see the children? Are are you still doing that? Oh yeah, yeah. We um, when you know, as we all know, when when COVID hit, um, that that took a took a big swipe out of you know getting to go into the hospitals and stuff. But it's um, you know, it's starting to started picking back up, and then we had this you know this Delta variant thing that happened again. So now they're they're being you know being cautious and they're taking the steps again. So it's kind of, it's kind of hit and miss. It's, um, it's nowhere near as strong as, as we would like it to be like it was, but, you know, I think, you know, with time it'll eventually build back up to, um, to the way it used to be. So do you have any aspirations for writing, um, TV shows, movies, theater? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I actually, uh, have written a children's book that, uh, it's not. It's in the the process of being published because I've never done it before. So um, I've over the years I've written a few things that have been, um, I don't want to say in a bad way, but taken from me because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> right. So I, I would, you know, I would have uh, if there's people listening that that have an idea and they don't know how to go about um, without someone taking an idea. You, it's called a poor man's. Uh, copyright you basically you mail it to yourself and you keep it sealed and it's a federal document at that point so uh that that protects you while you're trying to get it um you know in print it's hmm. interesting yeah a good tip out there for you know writers that um yeah because we have you know we have a lot of uh people that are interested in acting, um, writing, that kind of thing. A lot of artistic people that listen to our podcast. So, um, you know, I think you've provided some really, that's a really good information. Um, so what is, I know that you, you must love acting and you, you've given us like a lot of the reasons. Uh, what's the hardest part of it? The hardest part of it is knowing that, and it's, I think it's, it's ego driven. I, I really do. I think the, the hardest part is when, uh, when you reach a certain level, um, again, you have to love what you do as an actor because, you know, one day, uh, again, Jennifer, she, she was telling me how I made it because they, um, the production crew wanted to know what my, my food order was for the day. You know, you had read like normally when you're on set, you have like chips and bottled water. Well, when you, you know, when you become a lead, they get, you get food orders. Like, where do you want your food from? What's your record? <laughs> What's your and, and, and you get, you get spoiled. I mean, you go, you know, three or four days of them, whatever you want, like PF Chang's Outback, you yeah. just, whatever you want. And, you know, I'm a Southern boy. So I'm like, you know, I don't need all that. And they're like, no, you, this is what you get when you're the lead. So I kind of like, okay, so I did it. And then the next, you know, after you film in the next week, you play a janitor and they'll throw a bottle of water at you and say, so, you know, <laughs> there is a little bit of ego involved. And uh, again, you know, like I said, if you're a true actor and you really, you're passionate about your craft, 
it doesn't matter that role. It does the first time it happens though, it will it's like sink your your throat, your you know, you you take a big swallow and you, you know, eat that crow that first time. Yeah. And then you're good. You know, you just realize, you know, you got you got to be there, which you know, actors are a dime a dozen. I feel blessed that I have gotten where I am uh, in, in just a short time. And again, um, you know, if I can plug my agent, uh, Adam Stair with the Stair Agency, he, uh, you know, I, I, him and his, his mother, Rhonda, they have been instrumental in, in uh, me being able to do what I love to do, although it is, you know, on the side. Um, it's still, you know, it's the love of it. And I, I owe them a great deal of thanks. Have you been? Well, uh, so uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Have you been recognized? Like, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Did people like you know? Hey, you're, uh, you know, so and so. You played this actor. It like uh, yeah. Tough to go yeah. to the grocery store, that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's you know when I did Wolverine for so long. Um, I, I are you on my Facebook page? Nah, I don't know. Um, I, th- I think I, I am now. Look, look on there, and there's some pictures of me as Wolverine. And look at the, just look at the, not not the comic book, but the the one with the chops and the, you know, the the more Hugh Jackman look. Um, but I was recognized for him, you know, like you look like Wolverine, you look like Wolverine. So <laughs> I was kind of used to that. But yeah, I've 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 gotten some, uh, you know, accolades from from people in the grocery store, like you had just mentioned. Uh, weren't you on snaps? I'm like, yeah. I said, but you're probably talking about my, you know, I always thought I'd be on snap because of my lifestyle, you know, not, I, I thought I'd be a victim on snap. You know, I didn't think I'd be. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. Oh, I know. And you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> That's funny. So if you could, um, you know, if you could choose someone to act with, um, who would you, who would, what would be your choice? Like someone famous? Uh, whoever you'd want. Gosh, there's so many. I, you know, I'm a big, um, Tom Hanks, uh, a big Tom Hanks fan. Um, uh, Bill Murray, you know, mm-hmm. some of the comedic geniuses, uh, Steve Martin. I would love to do, uh, you know, something with, you know, I guess those are my, my top three. You know, they're old school, but they're uh, they're tried and true, you know. Right. Maybe a remake of The Jerk or something like that. Yeah. Oh, but you know, yeah. Think about the, how that would go today yeah. in today's day. <laughs> you know, the jerk, the jerk has been re-released on film. It'll run from 8 o'clock to 8.05. Yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> Which, that was one of my favorite movies of all time. That was... That was great. Well, um, anything else that um, you have going on that you can talk about um, upcoming roles or. Um, well, the, um, the Ariel Castro, that, that one should be out within the next month. And I mentioned, I'm, you know, I'm the lead on that one. So I got to eat well, those three days of filming. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, and some of the other ones, you know, I, I've, um, oh, I got to be an, uh, an extra on the new movie Shazam too. Oh, cool. Um, who, who that's, that'll be coming that? up. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's, that's using the term a little loosely there, but you know, <laughs> no, I mean, who's, who's, uh, who's Shazam? Oh, it's that, the, um, uh, Le- what's his name? Uh, oh shoot. Leave Levi something. Yeah, Levi, I don't know, not oh, Levi okay. Garrett. I don't know. Okay. It's the same guy that was in the first one. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but there's like uh, a few little uh, independent films that had been shot. Um, but I guess the, the Ario Castro, that's the, the next big one coming up. Um, and then there's, you know, some of the Homicide for the Holidays and Notorious and <laughs> Killer Couples, Storm Suspicion. There's so many that... I honestly can't. I have to start writing down because before I'm like, oh, I was on this, this, and this. Now I was this, this, and this, and it just kind of snowballs. But I guess that's probably the next thing coming up. Cool. Do you have well, like, like? Do you have like an assistant to keep track of all that stuff? Yeah, it's called my left hand. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you haven't like crossed over and said, "Oh, I need." To... Oh no, yeah. no, no. I'm 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 not anywhere anywhere that close. But uh, uh, you know, I still work a you know work full time job, and I do this when I can. Oh, okay. Um, you guys, you guys. I'm you know I'm sure you're well versed with Seinfeld, correct? Yeah, yeah. So you know the summer of George. Oh yeah, yeah. Summer. Well, of George. I actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I actually left my job and took the entire summer off so I could act. Oh, nice. And I call it, we call it the summer of Bill. Ah. So <laughs> um, I've, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to do that uh, because some of these roles, they were coming in, um, you know, when you're working, if you get like uh, two weeks straight of work, you're, it's, it's, you're, it's incredible because there's so many, you know, you're competing against, yeah. 600 submissions for right. one, one, one roll. So it's a big deal. And um, when you get it, you just kind of, you know, strike while the iron's hot kind of thing. So it just got to where I actually, you know, left my job and I actually start a new job this coming Tuesday. So <laughs> wow, I, nice. uh, I took that, I took that leap and it was because, you know, it was something that I'm not one of those people that look back and say, what if, Right. I want to do it and look back and remember, you know, it's not the, it's not the, uh, the failures in your life that you remember. It's the times you didn't try. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I make that a, a point to, um, never have to say that. Right. Yeah. The graveyard is filled with good intentions. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any, oh, we, we asked this of anyone, uh, I know you have a fiance, as you mentioned, but any celebrity crush that you, you know, want to share? Um, I guess back in the day, it would have had to been Barbara Eden. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> I dream of yeah. That's, uh, um, now I did get to meet, I guess, well, um, the Julia Newmar from, Ke you know, the, the Batman Robin, yeah, Adam West. That from yeah. Yeah. yeah, that woman. I got to meet her as Wolverine. And she did the whole, you know, <laughs> and that was, uh, that was a big moment for me. So, but, uh, <laughs> was that like a comic con event kind of thing? Or? Yeah, yeah. 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 We, uh, we're also part of the Smoky Mountain Ghostbusters. We do a lot of, a lot of events, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was, uh, Wolverine during this specific event. Cool. What do you, what do your brothers do? I mean, they're not into acting or anything, are they? No, no, they're, um, my, uh, twin brother, he's a vet okay. in, uh, Oak Ridge. And then my younger brother is a case manage manager and he still lives in Jellicoe, Tennessee. Okay. I'm just curious. What do they, what do they think of your acting and stuff? Like, uh, very supportive. They're, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're some of my biggest fans, which is good. We're, we've always been real close. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel lucky to, you know, lucky to have brothers like that. Yeah, yeah, What's awesome. it like having a twin? I'm just, you know, curious. It is, uh, well, it's not quite, um, let's see, it's not quite like a double mint commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not quite like The Shining. It's kind of in between that. <laughs> Mary-Kate and Ashley or not? <laughs> yes, we're not Mary-Kate and Ashley, but it, it's, it's really neat. Um, uh, over the years, though, it's funny, uh, Stephen, um, uh, he's become more of my twin than David. Um, we, you know, we, but we can all three, it's like we're all three triplets instead of twins. We can, you know, we know when each other's uh, sick. Right. We know when each other needs it. We just, you can finish someone's sentences. You know when they're going to call. I mean, we've all had that bond. Hmm. Um, for, yeah, it's, 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 it's very unique, but uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of what you hear about it. <laughs> Uh, so Kat, anything else? Just, uh, if you have any, uh, advice or last words you'd like to share with, you know, the, maybe somebody out there that has aspirations for acting, uh, but they don't really know what to do, um, to get started. What would you suggest? Well, don't give up number one and, and, and don't, uh, don't look at your age and think, you know, or even the way you look physically, they're acting has taken such a 
dramatic turn. It's not just about, you know, the models or the pretty people. If you have a passion to act and, you know, the way it is now is they they look for unique people, you know, um, they, right, they, right. they look for people that, you know, <laughs> that are passionate about, you know, even if you have a face for radio, you could be on TV, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Matt, let's get on there. I know, really. So, <laughs> so um, I, I would, I would say, you know, um, uh, just be passionate about, about acting. Don't quit, uh, research. And when you think you've researched, research more, the media, this, this day and age is the best time for actors to get their, their demo reels out. It's the best time to, you know, put things on Facebook to reach out. It's just, it's, it's, if you don't want to be an, if you want to be an actor, there's no reason why you cannot be an actor, but you got to stay, be vigilant. You know, it's not going to fall in your lap. You have to work for it. Right. Yeah. It's like anything else. You just got to put in the work and, you know. Yeah, and it does pay off. It yeah. really does. So you're big. But, uh, in, you're big into social media and uh, you know all that. I, you know, oddly enough, after my big speech, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm old school again. So when Facebook came out, I was one of those people that picked Facebook over its competitor. Okay. And I said, you know what, this is going to be a big deal. So I've stuck with Facebook. I don't do much you know, tweeting or yeah, yeah. Twitter or whatever. I don't do, you know, I, I really stay with Facebook and, and it's, you know, it's, it's got me connected to the people in the industry and I use it for that, you know? Um, okay, cool. So you're like, yeah. you, you don't do like YouTube and all that stuff. I mean, some, I, no, I, no, I've, I've never, never, and that's a great outlet. It really is, but I've never, I've never done it. Huh. I want to have you like, look to see if any of your stuff has made it to YouTube. You know, honestly, I haven't done that either. I, I, people tell me, I, I'm not one of those people that sit there and like, oh gosh, I've got to watch my episode. Yeah, people yeah. tell me, they'll say, hey, your episode was on, we saw you on this. And then I'll, I'll watch it after that point, but I don't, I don't seek them out. So do you like read the reviews and things like that for the stuff that you do? No, or, no, you don't no I, I don't because uh, what does it matter? Yeah, true. Sorry. You know, not. if you, if if you do it for truly you're doing it for yourself and to help others yeah then it doesn't matter what people think you know you just do it because of the reasons you're doing it for okay that's, that's kind of my stance on it yeah that's fair enough i mean you know some people become like obsessed to you know obsessed with ratings and you know their uh uh you know their reviews and you know and why they, uh, you, you know, know you know they got <laughs> yeah, a bad yeah, one no. and like oh you know their world yeah then they they, they want to hang it up yeah yeah oh and it's like it's one person and yeah. then that can crush well actors i mean you gotta think about it you know there's a lot of low self-esteem actors that they do it because they need that reassurance right that's true yeah. you know uh and, and people like that i feel sorry for because if one person says one negative thing about them they 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 fold yeah it crushes them and they you know some of them they don't they can't go on after that and i'm like that's not a way to live you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah for sure and it's still you know there's a day job waiting if you need it right <laughs> exactly yeah all right well it's it's been great having you as a guest and hearing your backstories and uh you you have some really interesting experiences and knowledge to share with our listeners so uh, I want to thank you so much for being our guest today. I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. I, I wanted to thank you for teaching me the, the meaning of plethora. Because <laughs> it means a lot. <laughs> Word. <laughs> and that's something we can all relate to. <laughs> all right. So uh, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? I guess just uh, just on Facebook, uh, okay. just Bill Atten on Facebook, and there's usually a picture of me as Wolverine somewhere on the page. So, uh, yeah, we'll be sure to post that link and uh, yeah, when we we'll air the episode. All right. Well, thank you guys. I, I do. I really appreciate you guys having me on here. No, no problem. We enjoyed uh, enjoyed having you and listening to your story. You've certainly been, uh, you know, it's quite a path uh, to get where you are. And, uh, about it.
Well, thank you guys. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to cat at iwriteplays at outlook.com or you can write to me at backstorysessions at gmail.com or matt at level11ventures.com. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.